summary of the Sikha. It's well known about the difference, the way the others learn Torah and the way they perform mitzvahs and the way Yidin do Torah and mitzvahs after Matan Torah. That before Matan Torah, they did all their Aveda from their own efforts. It was an Aveda which came it involved, since they were not commanded by Hashem to do it, he did not give them any command to do it, so therefore they did everything through their own efforts, and they could only reach a certain level, Torah uh, as it is within the realm of creation. Whereas after Matan Torah, the Yidin now were given by Hashem the command to do it, and therefore they were given also the ability to be able to connect to Hashem, to the Torah as it is within Hashem. In other words, a Torah which transcends the world. And that's why the Rambam says that the mitzvahs that we do, there are a few mitzvahs which appear in the Torah from before Matan Torah. For instance, Eva Menachai, which is a mitzvah to all uh, B'nai Noyach. And then there is the, the Rav Ram Avinu had a bris milah, and Yaakov Avinu was not, able, not permitted to eat Gidanosha. So we, the Rambam says we don't do those mitzvahs because Avram did it or because Yaakov did it, because Hashem told Noyach to do it. We do it because Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to do it. In other words, we don't perform Torah mitzvahs the way they were done before Avram, before Matan Torah. We do Torah mitzvahs as they were after Matan Torah, because then they are infused by the essence of Hashem, the Torah as it is found in the essence of Hashem, that's, which transcends creation. And that's what we connect to. So if that's the case, why then does the Torah tell us all of these details about Avram and his uh, what he did and the way he performed mitzvahs and that he did them, why did they, does the Torah talk about it, why did the Chazal talk about it, since we are not really doing it for that reason, we're not, we're not emulating them in our performance of Torah mitzvahs. The same question could also be asked about Golos Mitzrayim. The Torah dwells at length about these, what happened in Mitzrayim. But since Mitzrayim is something that will never be, happen again, there can never be another Golos Mitzrayim, and everything that happened there is already gone into the past. So what is the reason that the Torah dwells on it and tells us so much about it? What is the lesson to us? What can it teach us? And we know that everything in Torah is meant to be learned, to be teach us something that we have to do in our lives. So what is it about Golos Mitzrayim and the Avedis Avos, which, which teaches us something about the way we have to serve Hashem? So the explanation is, the difference between the way the others did their Aveda and the way we study Torah and Mitzvahs is, first of all, that when they did their Aveda, since it came from within them, so they refined themselves to a much, to a great level, and therefore whatever they reached, whatever they accomplished, was fully integrated into them because it was something that they accomplished within themselves. So it was completely integrated and manifest within themselves. Also, since they were only able to reach to a revelation that was within the realm of creation, because it was done from the efforts of the created being, therefore, it could be completely revealed within them, because something that is within, the, within their own realm could be revealed within them. And it's very different what the revelation that took place in Matan Torah came Lamata. It wasn't that the Eden had some sort of a preparation for this, and they rose up to the level where they could receive the Torah. Hashem gave it to them as a gift. It was bestowed upon them. And also, 
it was something from without their reality, it was beyond their reality, so therefore they were not on a level that they could rise up, that they had reached that kind of a level, and therefore it wasn't really uh, absorbed by them. And also the level that from which it came was transcended them completely, and therefore couldn't be revealed within them. It was something that was totally beyond them. And as we know, that the revelation at Har Sinai was not, it did not go on. It was a temporary thing. And after that, everything went back to normal. And the Yidin, it was no longer revealed. Godliness was no longer revealed to them. And this explains why we needed the Aveda of the Avas in order to be able to reach Matan on our level. In order for a Yid to be able to connect and to the level of Torah as it is from beyond creation, in order for that to be able to reveal, be revealed within them, you have to, in your own life also, do the type of Avedah that the others did, which is to reach your own perfection from within yourself, from, wh- from what you can do, be- the best you could do with your own abilities. And only if you do that do you refine yourself to such a degree that the Torah that is revealed from above will be able to be revealed within you and will be, you will be able to connect to it. But without your own efforts, it will be removed from you. It will never be integrated into you. Similar to what we find in our uh, sages tell us that a person should always learn Torah Shaloi Lushma because from Shaloi Lushma comes Lushma. So from the fact that it says, La'ilam, a person should always learn Torah so because that will lead to Lushma. It means that this is something that is expected. It's not that someone who can't manage to learn Torah should also learn Lushma. It says, always do it, meaning to say that this is the order of how Torah is able to be brought down into our own reality. We have to start with a level of Shalai Lushma, meaning to say that we're not completely pure, we're not completely removed, we're not pure, we don't, uh, we don't reach a level of Torah which completely transcends us. We're learning Torah because we relate to it, because it means something to us, meaning to say we have an agenda, even if it's a very subtle agenda, but there is an agenda, meaning to say that we're learning Torah as it's understood with our own reality. And only after you do that can you, uh, can you hope to be able to reach Taira as it is Lishma from within Hashem Himself, from the essence of Hashem as it transcends reality. In fact, this is how Taira is studied by every single Jew. We start studying Taira when we are young children. And a young child can only understand a very limited understanding of Taira. For instance, when it says, Yada Chazaka, the powerful hand of Hashem. So when a teacher teaches that to a child, He's simply translating it as the, pa- the hand of Hashem. A child is imagining a hand. How could you teach a child about a hand when a, when a principle of our faith is that Hashem has no body and has no images, has no form of a body? How could you teach a child something like that? But the reason is, the answer is, that even the child understands that the hand, his own hand or his teacher's hand, they don't function and do the things that a hand does because they are flesh and blood and bone. They do it because there is life in the hand. There is an neshama in the hand. Even though he doesn't understand what a neshama is, neither does his teacher. 
but because he knows that there is a godly power within the hand, and that's what allows the hand to do its function, so he understands that when we talk about Hashem's hand, it's not just that it's a huge hand, what it means really is that there is much more godly power in it, and that's what allows it to function, Hashem's hand to function in a more powerful way than us, and therefore, in his own very limited way, he understands also that it's not about the physical image of a hand, the physical manifestation of a hand, it's the spiritual power within the hand. As he grows, and he develops, and he matures, and he gets a better understanding, he develops his understanding of what this means until eventually he can learn Saida Satayr, and the way Chassidus removes it from its physical uh, idea altogether, and can now understand that as a completely pure level of spirituality but at the beginning it doesn't so therefore not in other words even learning of Torah is developed in this way you understand whatever you can on your own and you grow with that and then eventually you're able to integrate a transcendent level in your understanding as well but then what is the need for Golos Mitzrayim why if there was this preparation of the Aveda the way it was done by the Ovis which led to the, the, the ability to be able to reveal the essence of Torah into the world. What was the need for Golos Mitzrayim? That Golos Mitzrayim was a kura barzo, a refinement of the world in order to be able to receive Torah. The answer to that is because since ultimately, even if a created being reaches his ultimate level of refinement, of perfection, he's still completely removed from the creator. What's the connection between the creator and the created being? Refining yourself doesn't bring you closer to Hashem. The answer, so therefore you need what was done by Golos Mitzrayim. One of the things about Golos Mitzrayim was that it was Avedas Perech. What does Avedas Perech? Backbreaking work. So our sages tell us that that's what this means. They forced the men to do the work of women and the women to do the work of men. In other words, to do something which you are, goes against your nature to do it. And when you do that, when a, a person does that in his limit of Torah, in his study of Torah, not just that he tries to perfect himself where he is, but he goes to a place where his mitzvah is, comple- is completely removed. He does something which goes against the way he would normally do it. So he has removed himself and all of his parameters and of all of his in- ideas of what should be completely remove that so that that allows godliness to flow into him that allows the creator to be able to connect to the created being and therefore that's the proper and that is also needed in a person's own study of Torah in order to be able to reach the essence of Torah we have to be able to learn in a way that is completely removed from the way we think it should be we do it the way it has to be not the way we think it should be the Rebbe concludes that this explains the story of the Tzemach Tzedek. There's a story that the Alter Rebbe once offered when he was a young man, that when the Tzemach Tzedek was a young man, the Alter Rebbe offered him that he wants to give him a gift of insight into Torah, certain matters of Torah. The Tzemach Tzedek said he doesn't want to accept that gift because he wants to be Torah, he wants to reach through his own efforts. Later in life, when he became even more wise, he said that he regrets not accepting that gift because even if even if the Alter Rebbe gave him this gift, he would, there would have been plenty of area for him to apply his efforts, because the Torah is infinite. 
and therefore he should have accepted the gift. The question is, this is a simple concept. Why did it take the Tzemach Tzedek so many years to realize it? The answer is that it wasn't that he, he changed his mind. Originally, he felt that he hadn't reached his own efforts to the level where he would be able to accept the Alter Rebbe's gift. He wasn't yet on the level that he could accept that kind of a gift. Later, when he reached through his own efforts that, le- that level where he could receive the gift, that's when his idea of it changed and therefore he was now ready to accept the gift and he missed that he didn't receive the gift in it.